the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The intersection of our faith and the world is a battlefield. Strewn with debris of a fallen world, it challenges even the hardest souls. And yet, this intersection is the context of our faith. As courageous Christian warriors, we must navigate this difficult terrain in our personal walk and as we seek to bring Christ to those who are lost and struggling. And step into As a colonel in the Marine Corps Reserves with numerous combat deployments, Richard Mendelow has walked dangerous ground in peacetime and in war. Join us for the next 30 minutes as he and his guests shed light on this critical intersection on spiritual combat and on the rules of engagement for courageous Christianity. And here's your host, Richard Mendelow. Friends, as I drove into the station this morning, I thought about what would be worth talking about. Of course, I have a plan, but I always want to open myself up to God and ask him what he wants me to talk with his people about. And a song came on the radio which spoke to the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. And I realized that the thing that we would talk about today was not that God loves us faithfully, It would be about what our reaction, our heart's reaction to his love would be. I thought about a conversation that I had heard when I was on one of my deployments to Afghanistan. As we cleaned our weapons one night, I overheard two Marines talking. And the one said to the other, America has been at war for 10 years. The second Marine responded that America is not at war. We are at war. America is at the shopping mall. I've never forgotten this. As Christians in the battle between good and evil, we cannot afford to make this mistake. This battle is going on whether we like it or not. To understand it and to be victorious, we have to take it apart piece by piece. That is our true heart's reaction to the love of God. Our commitment to him. What we can do for him as he's done so much for us. Friends, welcome. Today we're talking about courageous Christianity in the intersection of our faith and the world. I'm here in the studio with my wingman, Christy Stratton, and we plan to do just that. Take it apart piece by piece. Imagine you're walking and you come across this park where you see a whole group of men shoving each other and tackling each other and bullying each other. And... Out of the blue, a ball is thrown and it hits you. And you don't understand what's going on, but a guy with long hair walks up to you and says, why didn't you catch my pass? And you say to him, what are you talking about? And he says, well, we're playing football here. And I threw you a pass and you didn't catch it. And 
You say what? And he says, yeah, over here, this is one team. On the other side of the field is another team. Which team are you on? My point is that as we wander through life, the context is not often what we think it is. The context is warfare. And we wander around in the middle of the field, not useful to God and his team, the long-haired quarterback named Jesus. And because we're not useful to his team and intentional in all we do, we're actually useful to the other team, the devil and his people. So we're talking about understanding the context. Just saying this is not a park, it's a football game, would help you tremendously. And for us to say this is not church on Sunday for an hour and then you're done. This is not the shopping mall for us to say this is a battlefield and God is counting on you in your heart's reaction to his love. And so we're talking about that today in Courageous Christianity. Courageous Christianity is about the choices that we make each day on the spiritual battlefield. It's about our personal walk as Christians and it's about showing our forgiving, righteous, and loving God to a struggling world in hopes of leading them to Jesus. It's about living in and speaking truth to a world that is more comfortable with lies. Today we're going to continue unraveling the complexities of this intersection as we discuss good versus evil. As a colonel still serving in the Marine Corps Reserves, I have to preface my comments by saying that these are my personal views and they do not necessarily represent the Department of Defense or the Department of the Navy. Let us pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive them that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Amen. Friends, I know it might be strange to talk about faith, and war, and love, and combat in the same context, but... As you're running errands today with the kids and doing your chores, listening to this uplifting radio station and thinking the normal thoughts we think about our faith, we have to understand the spiritual warfare. The world seems ridiculous. Very often the things we hear, read, and see on TV might seem unbelievable, but they're happening. Here's one that gets me. Bald eagles are protected by law. They have been since 1940. Their eggs, their nests, their habitat, all protected by law. Civil penalties, criminal penalties, and yet unborn human babies do not enjoy the same protection. How does that happen? How does that make sense? Something so twisted could only happen on a battlefield between good and evil. Our prayer and purpose with this show is to empower you in decisive spiritual combat against these forces, these evil forces, so that you may live out your faith as victors and encourage one another in God's truth and glorify Him, our amazing God who loves us recklessly. Join us now for Good Versus Evil on Courageous Christianity with Richard Mendelow. Christy, uh, too overwhelming of a topic for Saturday morning? It's a big topic, Richard. <laughs> Good versus evil. Right. As they're going about, as you said, their chores, morning routines, thinking about that. But, you know, it's something we must think about. And as I've um, 
gotten to know you and the conversations we've had and will continue to have on air, uh, it's really brought a new context for me to think about my faith in. And so I look forward to, even on a Saturday morning, <laughs> discussing it with right. you. Um, I guess it's appropriate because we're talking about everything that we do and go about doing and having our faith meet the world in everything, not just an hour on Sundays. So the context of the entire discussion is that the devil hates God. He hates everything that God values, and God values you. There's a joke about I have good news and bad news, and I think that applies here. The bad news is that things are not this crazy by accident. In this world, the pain we see is real, and it's been orchestrated by a master deceiver. The devil hates God and wants to destroy everything. The good news is that God is on our side, and we win the battle. John chapter 16, verse 33, Jesus says, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. So we win the battle, but the worst thing Christians can do is to say, God will sort it out. If he was going to sort it out, he would have waved his hand or done what God does and sorted it out. He did, after all, throw the devil out of heaven to begin with. But he's not going to do that because the whole struggle is for us to sort it out with his help. How does that resonate with you? You know, I think about the person out there who's listening. Um, I think about me. I think about their walk of faith. I will think about my walk of faith. And they're all different. And then I think about the person who has no faith, that doesn't know Jesus, that and then I think about the context of the world. And to answer your question, how it lands with me is the good versus evil that I think about out there. It might be the smallest little thing. You know, right. I think you had said before, do I make this Facebook post? And I, you know, or I do not, or do I not? Do I decide to be involved in a, an organization or not? Do I decide to have a courageous conversation with my spouse or do I decide to hide it? And so there's, there's so many, I think, different areas of, of what we might look at as God, uh, good versus evil and where the devil comes into play. But if you don't have that context, then you're living as the world uh, happens to you and the emotions of it. And so I don't even know how you can live. I'm a, uh, I am I've turned my life over to Christ fully in 2000. And so this April will be 20 years. And I have walked um, just every day seeking more, wanting to know more, and I'm still a baby Christian. But in the, context, the, the time that you and I have spoken about good versus evil and reading your devotional book, and really, it's brought a new awareness to me as to these. I'd never heard battleground before in the Bible. I hadn't heard it in songs. And now it's all over the place. I'm seeing it all over the place. 
And so I'm really beginning to look at, hey, this is not just me making a mistake. This is me not having the either the knowledge or the background or making the choices to really fight with and for God, however, however you might say that, right? And also realize that there are forces that I don't know that are going on. And, and so, you know, for me, I feel very uh, grateful that I have the opportunity to look at it. But again, how it lands with me, it, it's still it a makes, bit of a reach. It's still a bit of a reach. I know I, I'm excited about the the new awareness because, you know, I'm in my everyday life. I'm a professional coach, an accredited coach, and a speaker, and I work in this area of choices, um, and so I and and awareness and gaining new awareness. And I love that. I love to live in that. But a lot of people don't like to live in that. They don't like to live in change. They don't. And if if they don't even know about it, they don't have the opportunity. So one, going back to what I said last week, I was very excited about this show, but you know, where it lands for me is a little bit about a little bit of a heartache for those who don't even have right. the knowledge of faith. My right. heart breaks for people who don't know God and to not know Jesus would just be, uh, I'm very thankful. And I get the fact that it's hard, but the point that I'm trying to make about the football story is what seems like a walk in the park with a bunch of guys running around is actually a football game. And if you know it's a football game, well, now stuff makes sense. Right. Well, this walk through the world and this trip to the mall seems like it's life. But actually, you're in the midst of a contest between good and evil. And everything you do is either a win for the devil or a win for God. So... The unreciprocated rudeness, the guy cuts you off in traffic, the lady at the checkout counter who doesn't have time or whatever, and you treat her with kindness and you give away something because she didn't have it that day, and somebody else will do that for you. That's what our faith really comes down to. And then when you think about the fact that the egg of a bald eagle is protected, but a human baby's unborn potential is not. Well, now you realize that, yes, it's a kindness offered in love, but by the same token, Jesus was a warrior. If you imagine that on the night before Passover, in the temple, there are throngs of people exchanging coins from their local areas to try and buy the animals that they will sacrifice, and Jesus comes in there, barges through the throngs of people, so intentional that he makes a whip of cords. He doesn't go to Home Depot. He he finds what it takes to make a whip of cords, and he uses it against the money changers. And he says, as a warrior with intention, upsetting the status quo, not in my father's house. And so, folks, this is not high school. We're not interested in being liked by people who are perpetrating all kinds of buffoonery. It's not about like. It's about right. And, it, and, and right isn't about what we think it is. It's about what God says it is. And so we always come back to you in your Bible, reading, letting the Holy Spirit speak to you, letting the Holy Spirit speak to you through the people you meet, because in, in your head all the time is this true context of faith going to church and hearing your pastor and and taking that away into everything you do. So I was talking to my brother about the Holocaust, and we were talking about how things 
crazy things like that come to pass. And I said to him, you know, history is like a river. And as it flows, we often think of ourselves as standing on the bank and watching it go by. But the great people of history have waded into that river and they've said, with God's help, I can change the direction of things. Dr. Martin Luther King wades into the river and says, I have a dream. Gandhi waded into the river. Abraham Lincoln waded into the river. And each of us in our areas has the opportunity to wade into this river and to say, according to God and according to his word and in his reckless love, I see these people struggling and I am going to be a part of the solution. I'm going to choose sides. I'm going to pick a team and I'm going to be ready to catch that ball when Jesus throws it, wherever that might be. So I'm sorry I get excited about it. Um, The opportunity that we have and the beauty of it. No need to be sorry. We need it. Well, thank you. Uh, We're going to do a moment of truth. In each show, we're going to have a moment of truth, and it's going to be an opportunity that we take to look at Scripture and how Scripture, the verses of the Bible, actually relate. So we take a moment to look at a verse which shines light on our courageous walk as Christians. Because combat is confusing and we have to adhere to strict rules of engagement, lest we become part of the problem. And we do this by staying connected to God's Word, and in every question, whatever it is, we ask first, what does it say in the Bible? So, 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 8 and 9 say, Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in faith. As I said last week, when Jesus contended with the devil in the wilderness, he did so with Scripture. Faith is our shield, and the sword is the Word of God, spoken in love. There is only one truth, and it belongs to God, and before we can speak it, we must know it and live it. As always, I encourage you, with all my heart, to read your Bible and to understand the rules. Christy, as we start wrapping up, what would you want to say about good and evil? You know, this tends to be where I go with a lot of things, and I guess it's just the way that I, I look at the world. And, um, you know, it is a choice if you're aware of it. So that was, you know, notwithstanding that, uh, when we look at choices, when we have choices, as you said, we can either choose good or evil. And, you know, I think what I'd want people to know is that it may just be one tiny baby step. It may just be one choice that they can hear. Hearing this show and reading their Bible, start there, right? A lot of people look for, we can hear the, the theory and the ideas, but they need the tactics. And so if you're out there and listening and thinking, okay, I get this and I'm in this battle and I don't even know what's going on and I, I, I want you know, I want to know more. Start there with something small that you can do. Choose to make 15 minutes and read your Bible. Or if you're faced with that opportunity of, do I say that, you know, the thing that I'm feeling right now that might be emotional, stop for a minute, maybe choose how it's going to land. Because even those little things have a huge ripple effect to go back they to do. the river, right? And we can choose to be those courageous Christians, even maybe if we are not the, the leader of the, the battle, all of us, it's a team, every one of us 
have an effect. And so that's what I'd want to encourage people with. That's the amazing thing about our faith is that we are some sort of leader in every battle we find ourselves in, whether it's a restrained uh, reaction to somebody else's offense or the decision to walk away, which is often very hard as we seek to be the people we're supposed to be to walk away from friends who keep us stuck in a bad place, for example. In the battle between good and evil, we find guidance from God talking about his reckless love. Romans chapter 8, verses 38 and 39, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Jesus Christ our Lord. If you remember one thing from the show today, folks, I hope it is that God's love for each of us and our opportunity to make a difference on his battlefield will be the difference between who wins. In uh, 2018, the summer, I was asked to speak to a group from the Freedom Alliance at Normandy Beach, uh, Normandy, France, Omaha Beach. And as I stood overlooking the sand where so many had sacrificed so much, three things came to me about the clash between good and evil which had taken place there. The first was that throughout the 1930s, Hitler's aggressive escalation went from January 1933 when he came to power. In March of 1933, he started building his first concentration camp. He changed the German government. He ostracized the Jews from society. And all of these steps he took went unopposed. In fact, 1938-39, Neville Chamberlain, the Prime Minister of Great Britain, thought that he could be appeased. Well, six years later, in 1945, when Hitler died, 65 million people were dead in World War II. And the lesson learned there is that you cannot appease evil. You cannot make friends with it. We have to make a choice, and we have to take a stand. The second thing that came to my mind as I overlooked Omaha Beach was that on June 6, 1944, when those soldiers landed there willing to give their lives in the fight against the Nazis, they knew nothing of the Holocaust that was going on throughout Europe, the Holocaust that would claim six million Jews. The second lesson is that evil is always worse than you think it is. What we see in the world today is no accident, just as the Holocaust was no accident, and we must never underestimate the enemy. The third and final point was that for the 4,414 men who died on those beaches, there were families at home, loved ones, girlfriends, coaches, teachers, friends. The number affected directly by their deaths was tremendous. When you add to that number those in Europe whose future hung in the balance, the number becomes even more inconceivable. The future of freedom and humanity hung in the balance that day, and the lesson learned in the battle between good and evil, there are no bystanders. We will all be affected. We must each take sides. 
and we can make a difference. As we go about our daily routines, we have an opportunity to stand against or to attempt to appease evil in the choices that we make. Evil is always worse than we think it is, and there are no bystanders. So we will live or die by what we value, prioritize, and hold up as true. As we say goodbye today, I'm encouraged by the words of Joshua as he bid farewell to the Israelites in chapter 24, verse 15. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to know more about spiritual warfare from the military perspective, please read my book, Right Makes Might, 40 Days to Courageous Christianity. It is available on Kindle at Amazon and in paperback at rightmakesmight.com. I'm Richard Mendelow, and you've been listening to Courageous Christianity. God bless and semper fi.